0: Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1 featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B.
1: Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, August 28th. And of course, we'll be talking about the Bucks in their final preseason tune-up, getting ready for the home opener against Dallas. And of course, we'll be talking about the Rays, staying hot, staying in first place in the American League East with the best record in the American League. Number here is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1.
0: There's a lot going on at The Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at The Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer, and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, corn and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook. Or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back sports fans. Let's talk about the Bucks later on tonight. They'll be playing uh, at the Texans up there in Houston, so we're gonna see what happens. The starters are going to play at least a half in this game, from what Arians is saying. Uh, maybe even a little bit longer if he doesn't like what he sees in the first half. So, uh, first two games, I'd like to hear your comments on what you think uh, of the Bucks' production or lack thereof in the first two games. They've played the Bengals, lost that one 19-14. Then they played the Titans 34-3. We lost that one as well. The preseason, in my opinion, doesn't matter whether you win or lose. The only way that you win is by not getting anyone hurt in the game and seeing... A production of players that may have a chance to make the team to help you. And since the Bucs have everyone coming back this year, um, my whole idea of a successful preseason was not having any injuries happen to the team. So, so far, we've been lucky with that, and I'm hoping that we can... Uh, continue that success in that area later on today against the Texans. Not saying that I do want to see the bucks come out and be able to score some points. I don't see why with the offense that we have, they're uh, getting ready to play and, um, you know, playing the Texans up there, the Texans don't have anything this year. So I really look for, you know, 17, 21 points in the first half. I'll, I will say that if we don't score that many points in the first half, it won't be the end of the world. But I would be a little disappointed if, in fact, they don't go out there and put some points on the board, especially with all the firepower that we have. And, and they're and they're ready to go. It's been a long preseason uh, from all accounts you now they're chomping at the bit to get out there and start playing just remember last year at this time it was you know with COVID and everything you really couldn't even um, you know get to see the other coaches Brady was trying to learn the playbook uh, getting to understand the plays that Leftwich wants to call learning Arians learning the players what their strengths are them trying to figure out what, what Brady is all about you know what makes him tick and so successful. So they've had a whole year to go through all that. This year, I have never seen a time where expectations are higher than for the Bucks this year. You look at everything that they've done um, in the end of last season with the last seven or eight games that they've played. Uh, they looked. They really looked as though they were getting better with each game. He hated to see the season end. Even though they won the Super Bowl here in front of the hometown fans in um, February, it was nice to see them do that. But you got the feeling that it's just the tip of the iceberg with this team. So even though the score, it's all about the scoreboard, no doubt. But it's about the scoreboard when the scoreboard matters. Like I said, to me, the preseason is just a. Um, time span where you try to look at some players that really aren't going to be um, used all that much during the season, but you do need to have some good backups on your team. That's when you play those players and you just hope that no one on your team uh, suffers the injury bug. So, like I said, we have been... Fortunate with that throughout the year, and I'm confident that tonight, when we go out there at 8 o'clock against the Texans, we're able to go out there, be productive in the first half, and uh, be able to sit down, take the pads off for the starters uh, in the second half, and just get ready for that first game against Dallas. I want to look at the season. Obviously the 17 games this year, but I do want to look at the first quarter, maybe the first four games of the year. Everyone knows by now the first game will be that Thursday night game, eight o'clock, eight twenty game against the Cowboys. Whether or not Dak Prescott will be the starting quarterback for Dallas at that point remains to be seen. Coming back from that shoulder injury. Uh, and also the leg injury that he has. I really don't think from the Cowboys' standpoint, they want to throw Dak out there against uh, a defense that he probably will be one of the best that he sees all year long, first game back after a season not playing. So that remains to be seen. That's up to them what they want to do. It's up to us to get ready for whoever will be back there as the quarterback. And I really think that looking at the, the first game, the Bucks have a game plan that uh, they're not going to be too hesitant this year. Judging from what Brady has said, he feels the best and healthiest as he's felt in a number of years. He's not wearing a couple of uh, you know leg braces and whatever. So I look for him to come out raring to go. And of course, you know Brady being Brady, if he's ready, the rest of the team better be ready as well. Because he's he's not the kind of guy to sit back and say, hey, you know what, we had a bad first quarter, whatever. We had a bad uh, first half. Let's get them. No, he'll be in your face right away. Uh, if he calls a play and you run the wrong route, or if you drop a few passes, uh, he's right there in your face saying that he expects more than that, and not just out of you as the receiver or as the you know running back if he's dumping it off to you or whatever, the offensive line that may have uh, missed an assignment and caused a sack, but out of himself as well. So uh, it's tough to find someone harder on themselves as it is with him. So looking at the first four games of the year, It doesn't matter what happens tonight with the Texans. I look for us to really uh, win the game tonight. And like I said, probably score somewhere between 17 and 24 points in the first half. But moving forward after that, first game against Dallas, as they come here, I think that it's important to set the tone. Set the pace Come out And of course We want to Go out there and, and score points But we also want To be able to follow Some type of game plan If you're Aryans Of course You're out there And you write up The game plan Before the game You let up th- Offensive coordinator, Brian Lefferich, know what the game plan is. You sit down with Brady, maybe make a couple adjustments to it, then go out there and, and play. So if we don't score in the first series, or the first two series of the game, no reason to get all worked up. There is a script that's out there, and, and I will make adjustments. One of the things that Brady is able to do throughout his career, especially when he was up there in New England, was make the adjustments at halftime. And I don't really see a reason why that's going to change. Now that he knows the system, they've had a whole year to get uh, more comfortable with it, to maybe add some more plays, to uh, put some plays in there that uh, he's more comfortable with. See what happens if he wants to be over the center or out of the shotgun. Uh, He has more weapons out of the backfield. Bernard now, I look for a lot of, you know, five, six, seven, eight yards, turn around left, right, and complete the pass to the running back for a first down. Uh, Fournette did that in the playoffs last year as he got more comfortable with everything. And I look to see a lot more of that. You know, you have Godwin running post you have um, on the other side Evans Gronkowski OJ Howard I mean you have a whole plethora of players that can make plays on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side as well so uh, it's just going to be a matter of going out there and and you know, seeing what the game plan is and executing it, which I don't see we're going to have a problem, whether it be against, like I said, the Dallas Cowboys in their first game, which will be the Thursday night game. And then after that, we have the Falcons here at home. Now, I think the Falcons are an interesting team. They've, they've showed up their offensive line. Matt Ryan's back, and I do believe that they're going to be better than they were last season. Uh, however, I don't believe that they can, uh, match up. They will probably have to, in order to win that game, they would have to get into a shootout with us. And, you know, they just don't have the weapons to be able to be successful in the shootout against us with that one. So they're the first two games. The third one's the Rams. Now, the Rams are a team that I believe in the NFC will be probably the Buccaneers' biggest competition for the NFC. You have Stafford out there. And you know With the defensive player Of Sam Darnold uh, Their future is right now They're not being patient anymore They expect to win today So I look for that game To be one of the best games Believe it or not Of the season for the Bucks. They're going to be um, Out there in Los Angeles For the third game Monday night uh, It's a 4 o'clock game I think That week So a lot of people Will have a chance to watch it And I think that you're going to see um, a challenge for the Bucs. Of course, it'll be the third game of the season, so uh, they may not be uh, have all the bugs out. They may not be able to be on all eight cylinders, so I do think that'll be a good challenge for them, but um, I don't see why we couldn't win that game as well. And then the fourth game, like I said, I want to go through the top four games of the, of the first season here, so you have the Cowboys Falcons, the Rams, and then the Patriots. Now, the Patriots game, everyone that's a football fan is anticipating this game to be probably the most watched of the season. Everyone wants to see what's going to happen with Brady going back up there to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. You have... Of course, Belichick. I I think I really think you know people say that Brady wants to go up there and, and 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 you know show Belichick that he was the reason why they were so successful for all those years. I really think that Belichick would give up every ring he has to be able to beat the Bucks on that night. And I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, and I do. I look. I tell you what. I look for the. Patriots to really put some pressure on Brady that night. I think they're going to bring the whole house and try to force him into making some plays because, like any quarterback, Brady doesn't like to be pressured. And um, no, but luckily, it's already the fourth game of the season. And I think that he'll be able to uh, have a great um, game plan. In his mind, and know what to do against that. So I'm really looking forward to that one. So the first four games of the year, like I said, you know, with the Cowboys, I see us winning that game. The Falcons, I see us, you know, winning that one as well. Then we have the Rams, the third game, which I think will be our biggest um, uh, test in the first quarter of the season, and I see us. Beating the Patriots up there in Foxborough in a very entertaining game to see the least, to say the least. Love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. You can email the show sports at power901.com or go to JimmyB and send me an email that way. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports show on power 90.1.
2: shop USA.com or 813-655-5000 now,
0: now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1
1: welcome back sports fans we're talking about the rays right now uh, before we get into that i just want to say hopefully that uh with this storm even though we were able to uh dodge the bullet with hurricane ida it does look to be going up the gulf towards uh, new orleans that area, Louisiana, which it typically seems to do this time of year. So hopefully our uh, no, thoughts and prayers are with the uh, families and friends and fans that are up there in that area. Hopefully it's uh, not as bad as they're saying it could be. But talking about the Rays a little bit right now, we do have a three-game series this weekend with the worst team in baseball, on paper that is anyway, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Baltimore had a terrible losing streak. They snapped at this past week, but uh, nonetheless, they're a professional team and they come out to play every night and we'll see what happens. We had, uh, you know, McClanahan going for us this weekend. Right now, being 31 games over 500 really puts us in a position that, you know, over the last couple of years, we've become accustomed to being in. We're in first place right now. Still, we do have the best record in the American League with, like I said, 79 wins going into the weekend. And that includes a four game lead over the Yankees. Now I say that that's, that's saying something because even though we're playing well, the Yankees have won 12 games in a row, I believe. And they're, you know, they're, they're breathing right down our necks and you can't count out that team any year that, um, they're playing out there. So. The next, I think, two weeks is going to be big for us because the next 13 games, we play that within the next 13 days. And seven of those games are against the Red Sox. So it's not the Yankees, it's the Red Sox. They're only, I believe, seven games behind right now. So that whole series, the next two weeks is going to, I think, go a long way in determining um, the American League East right now And like I said last week I really don't believe that We need to win the division To be able to salvage a great year And go deep into the playoffs Don't get me wrong It would be nice to win the division But I, I don't think we need to And if you know, it so happens that The Yankees or the Red Sox do win it I think that the American League could have three teams from our division in the playoffs. Of course, that would be us, the Yankees and the Red Sox. I don't think that's inconceivable at this point, looking at the standings. So, but you know, getting back to us, all we need to do is take care of business and not worry about, you know, anyone else. Like I said, you look at McClanahan, he he's been having a great season for us. He was eight and four. Going into the weekend, 3.63 ERA. The thing about McClanahan, if you look at Shane, he's out there. He's throwing heat, and he's getting strikeouts. 113 strikeouts he's had coming into the weekend here, and he only needs 11 more, and he'll pass Tyler Glasnow. It's funny that Glasnow still has the lead, With strikeouts, even though he hasn't played in about six weeks or so, six, seven weeks, uh, he has 123 for the year. So, um, you know, McClanahan will definitely surpass him in the next game or two. Um, Can't say enough about his production, McClanahan, uh, this year, what he's meant to us. And I think he has some consideration for rookie of the year. Uh, You know, and I say that, and it's not just him on this team. I would put, um, you know, Wander Franco and a Rosarina, don't forget a Rosarina. This is his first full year, so he will be in the contention for uh, any awards, for Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, in that matter. Um, and, and Franco, I've said last week in the show that of all, everyone on the Rays right now, uh, I would hate to be a pitcher facing this lineup because you never know on any given night who's going to be hot for us. Uh, and no one's hotter than Franco. You look at him right now, he is swinging a mean bat. And when he's up there, he looks to, you know, stretch everything into a double, at least if he can. He's not someone to go out there and, you know, be complacent at the plate. He's out there and he is, you know, looking to attack the ball. And when he gets on base, he's looking to run. And he's very, his enthusiasm, along with so many other people on this team, has really, um, you know, played well into what this team is. And I, I said a couple of weeks ago, who is the leader on this team? And I put that question out there. I'd love to hear what you have to say, 877-448-7901. You can go to JimmyBSports.com and um, shoot me a, an email that way and let me know. Because when I look at the leaders on this team on any given night, I mean, you could have, you know, you could have Wander, you know, being in the league here for, you know, a couple months, being a leader on this team. You could have Austin Meadows. You could have a Rosarina. You could have, no, low You could have Diaz, Wendell. Go down the lineup. Margot, Kiermaier. How about Zanino and Mejia behind the plate? Those guys, they're leading the Major League Baseball in production from behind the plate. Um, Zanino and um me, so look at those two guys Brett Phillips What does he bring to this team Now he may strike out once in a while Maybe more than you like him to up there But let me tell you something In a big moment more times than not That kid's going to come through for you G-man Choi Of course he's got that hamstring He's going to be on the IL for a little bit Um, and I think we should keep him there for a while. Get him rested for September. Get him rested for the playoff push because, uh, he's also someone who a lot of times I I think is, is underrated what he brings to this team. But, uh, you know, you know, whether it be Nelson Cruz, look at what he's done since his acquisition. Uh, in July to this team, he's up there. Cash puts him at first base and, you know, makes some great plays over there with the glove. And then he has a, you know, a three for four, three for five, uh, hitting night as well. So everyone on this team is really contributing. If you're a pitcher and you're facing this team, you're really challenged because, like I said, night in, night out, Cash doesn't put the same lineup out there two days in a row. I think probably through, uh, you know, 100 and, I don't know, 100 and uh, 130 games, he may have the same of twice. So he really makes it challenging for opposing teams. He knows what he's doing as far as that goes and the success that this organization has had. A Rose arena now is batting over 270 at the plate. Now, Lowe has 30 home runs. Uh, you never know what's going to happen with this team. Metals, oh, 88 RBIs from his production, Yandy Diaz on base percentage of 361. Um, so just overall, you know, Rosarina, 116 hits so far this year. So when they're up there, it's a challenge for the opposing team to focus on any one player because the next guy up, You look on deck The next guy up is more than capable Of getting that big hit Anytime during the game We have scored more runs In the 7th inning and after Than any team in baseball Like I said we do have the best Record in the American League And um, you know We have everything going Right now for us If we can get some continuity In our pitching staff A rotation maybe That would allow us to Um, you know, give some type of uh, semblance of, like I said, continuity with what we're doing on the pitching day in and day out. But then again, I say that and we may not need to. Maybe it's to our advantage to not have the other team know what our starting lineup is. I mean, Yarbrough, McClanahan, Walker, after that, what do we do? We've been in the bullpen, the best bullpen in Major League Baseball. So whether it's the you know seventh inning, the sixth inning, the fifth inning, whatever it may be has been working for us, and you don't want to change anything if it's working. You want to just build on it. So, again, if you can keep the injury bug low, and we have. We've had success with that so far. And the players just keep on getting you know, more and more used to winning. And that's the difference. Winning is contagious, and so is losing. So right now, this team has shown that it's able to win on a um, weekly basis, a monthly basis, whatever it may be. And I think that We're able to carry that Into the playoffs I don't care that the Yankees Have won 12 games in a row You know They have a payroll That is You know Unbelievable They should be winning But with all that I do think that In a In a Seven game series Against them I like our chances Because this team Does not quit And this team Does not have In their minds Where Whether they're You know Down by five Or up by five They keep on playing hard You don't find guys not hustling down the first base line when they when they you know, maybe tap a ball to shortstop the third or whatever they hustle every single one of them does and I, I that's contagious you get back to the dugout and you know next guy up you know, picks you up and, and goes from there so um, I think that as we play these last uh, thirty five games going into the weekend if we can keep on doing what we're doing and avoid any major injuries to any of our um, key players out there. We should be right where we want to be going into the playoffs. We'd love to hear your thoughts, 877-448-7901. Who do you think is our main competition uh, for the next month? Do you think it's the Yankees? Do you think it's the Red Sox? Um, you know, let me know what you think, and let me know how the team that you think is our competition what are their strengths, and how do they match up against our strengths, and where do you see that we have the advantage over that team going forward? Listen to the Jimmy B Sports Show, you are in the gymnasium. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1.
2: that's 800-726-2194. Now,
0: now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power ninety point one.
1: Welcome back, sports fans. If it's the end of August, we have to be getting ready for some college football, and uh, sure enough, there's some games today as uh, college gets underway. A couple of decent ones. Nebraska's playing Illinois uh, today at one, and then um, you know later on you have UCLA's playing Hawaii and. Um, A couple other games But it gets into full swing next week We'll be talking more About the teams next week Especially the Gators Florida State um, USF And UCF Speaking of UCF I think that now that um, There's some different alignments With some of these conferences In college football I think that um, It would be in the best interest Of the Big 12 as well as USF's interest to, um, you know, do some type of alignment where you add UCF and USF to the Big 12 as they expand. I mean, you have some opportunities right now where from a recruiting standpoint, we're talking about... um, you know, Tampa, one of the fastest growing cities in the in the country. Um, you're playing on a, a field where the world champion Bucks play. Uh, when they take recruits down here, I'm sure they you know walk them through the locker room, whatever. Show them, hey, Tom Brady's locker is across the hall, right here. So he has some advantages. The weather, of course, all those things go into play when you're talking to a uh, you know 17, 18 year old high school. Student athlete. So I think that as we dig a little bit deeper into the college football season starting next week, just keep in mind that we're going to be uh, looking and watching what uh, USF and UCF does as far as maybe a um, different arrangement or alignment with a conference, And I'm thinking that the Big 12 right now may be the best opportunity uh, for them to go to. So keep your eye on that. As far as everything else that's going on this weekend, um, you know, when we talk about uh, the, the U.S. Open in, in tennis, we're talking about some of the games that are going on with COVID and some of the different protocols and precautions. Um you know, more and more teams, I guess about 93% of the players in the NFL have had at least uh, one of the vaccination shots. They're going to, um, you know, be testing these players regularly to make sure that uh, there's safety along the whole lines of things. As far as the venues, more and more you're hearing that, you um, either certificates of vaccination or uh, negative tests within the last 72 hours need to be produced to be able to get into some of these events. I would like to hear your thoughts on uh, what's that going to do to attendance? Uh, are, are fans going to um, you know, go to the games just despite these mandates? Are they going to go ahead and um, maybe they wouldn't want to get vaccinated to begin with, but they're going to because they do want to go see a you know professional sports game, maybe a concert, whatever it might be. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, 877-448-7901. I do not look for any of the outdoor venues uh, I'm talking specifically about the bucks right now to be able to enforce that. However, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, the way things are going right now, it seems that every week there's different um, protocols being put in place. Uh, there's different ideas of what needs to be done. And, you know, I'll tell you, from going to a... No one, I don't think any sports fan wants to go to a game to have to wear a mask through that game. Now, they say you have to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking. Well, I mean, for... Most part, throughout the whole game, you're typically there, you know, having a beverage or having something to eat. So how are they going to be able to mandate and uh, enforce something like that? So I I do think that uh, it's going to be a, uh, a slippery slope on how to be able to go ahead and keep all those things and in, in the right perspective. And, you know, you have players, some players, you know, Lamar Jackson um, they still don't want to be vaccinated for whatever reasons. And I really believe that you have the right to be able to um, do what you want to do, whatever you think is best for your current situation. I, I guess the question is, if you feel that you don't want to, to get vaccinated. Are you letting your teammates down by not doing that because you run the risk allegedly of, you know, being a threat to them? I'd like to hear your comments on that. And there's different um, trains of thought with that, but I do think that we're going to be seeing some type of situation this year, especially in football, where, a team is penalized because they don't have enough players to go out there and play that game. And I think what happened this year with the NFL and the Players Association, there's an agreement now where uh, the team that cannot go out there and play needs to be able to, uh, if the game is canceled, pay the payroll of the of the game of the opposing team. So it's going to get a little bit sticky, I think, as far as what's going to happen with that and I I would like to hear your thoughts on that. Um, shifting a little bit from that, Jameis Winston will now be the starting quarterback of the Saints. So I guess um, their coach announced yesterday that uh, he did beat out Tayson Hill in the battle there. And he will be the starting quarterback. Watching him play the other night, he did have some nice passes, I have to say. Um, He he put some uh, passes on a a dime right there, and uh, he looked good. Again, it is preseason. And with Winston, it's never a question of whether someone's going to catch the ball that he throws. It's just a matter of will it be the team with the same uniform that he's wearing or the other team. Uh, the interceptions, I think it's not so much the passes that he throws that will dictate his future with an NFL team. It's the passes that he doesn't throw that are more important. If he can maybe that year that he had last year of, of, you know, sitting on the bench and just learning from Drew Brees how to manage a game, maybe that'll help him in the maturity process and uh, prove well for him in the future. Uh, you know, hopefully he has a good future going forward Not against us I hope that when they do come here That uh, you know we blow him out by about 40 points To be honest with you So the trivia question that I have I'm going to leave you with Is the immaculate inning in baseball Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox uh, This week was able to do something That only Sandy Koufax was able to accomplish in all of baseball. Um, I want you to email me, power901.com. What is an immaculate inning? And um, you know how many times has it been accomplished in Major League Baseball? Unfortunately, that's all the time we have right now. I appreciate you listening to the show. It's been my pleasure. My name is Jim Barron. It's the Jimmy B Sports Show, Power 90.1. Hopefully, everyone is able to have a good weekend. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. Let's hope that the Rays able to sweep the series against the Orioles. The Bucks have a good showing. Put some points up, no injuries, and keep going forward. Talk to you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show.